Hello. Hello. <laughs> a little, uh, little different this, this week. I know. This is very, very interesting. We're actually sitting in the same place. Using the same microphone. This rarely happens with our lives. With our lives. <laughs> what did somebody say this week? They said, if we see you in the same place at the same time, something's the matter. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting because, like, we we have an office, but one of us is in the office during the day and the other one is running around crazy with the kids or running errands or taking the dogs to the vet or, you know, some kind of life All of these things have happened this weekend. (laughs) Right, or doing Bible study (laughs) while the other one's at an event. So, yeah, so people at the office are always like, you you have enough room for, like, multiple people. Why is there only one of you at the time? And we're like, yeah, we've got two small kids, we've got two dogs, we've got this, you know. It's one of those things in life. But even, like, school events, I mean, you, you know, you'll go do school stuff or I'll go do school stuff. But then the other one has to take care of the kid or, or, or do this other thing. or it's, it's a kind of a rotating basis. It's really fun. So we, we, we did get to go see a movie a few weeks ago. That was we nice. did, and we were both there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Now you had seen the movie twice before. Yeah, but, but and, and you stayed back, right? Because <laughs> I was staying back with one set of kids and then another set of kids because yeah. you wanted to take one of the kids to the movie. Well, speaking of that, one of, one of the, <clears throat> I guess, hardest parts, I'm, I'm even coughing like Thomas used to. Do you remember that? <clears throat> throat clear. <laughs> Way of the future. Um, <laughs> the aviator. Yes. With, yeah, great yes. movie. <clears throat> <laughs> Are you doing it on purpose now? No, no? but like if, if you think about it, it, it's like one of those things like, uh, you know, like John you start, Well, you start talking about it and suddenly you're like, I, 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 mm. have to, I have to clear my throat. Wait a second. Yeah, it's like don't, don't think about your tongue while you're eating. Oh, that was just on a podcast I was listening and to. And now if you think about your tongue while you're eating, or, or John Roderick used to always talk about this friend he had in high school who said, every time you drink out of a water fountain, think of me. A what fountain? A water fountain. A water. Water. Oh, a water fountain. They say water in South Carolina. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, one, one of those things, like, it, it, that that's speaking on that kind of like duality of, of stuff and us having to balance schedules and all that and share a microphone share an office <laughs> share a house and this is fun <laughs> even though i have pizza breath um <laughs> the idea of like being able to uh go to church is really difficult because you're a pastor and we've got two small kids and then we've got two older kids so when we go to church and we and we have always been a part of small congregations smaller congregations yeah like so the nursery is people, right? inevitably linked to the sanctuary, almost always. Right. And, and you know, we're all woke, and it's okay for women to be pastors, but then what do you do with childcare? Because traditionally, like, this would have been your role of, like, watching the kids while daddy gets up and preaches. And when I preach, like, you've had to do that before. Um, oh, yeah, I was in the nursery two weeks ago. Yeah, but every Sunday, I'm in the nursery. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's rare occasions. Well, no, we have a great team of people, it, but it, yeah, yes, kind of you, I mean, with... For the sermon part, but you are on the rotation for the nursery. Yeah, and you know, it's so for I was telling you the other day, like the last, I don't know, what, seven years when our girls were younger, like I was constantly trying to keep them quiet and engaged. But oh, and the other thing is that if you worship at 11, it's right in the middle of nap time, it's right in the middle of nap time, and it's, so it's terrible the nine year old. Would inevitably always Who was fall like, asleep. Yeah, two or three at the time. Right. Because she was old enough to go. Well, and in those situations, there was a full nursery in the churches that I was preaching in, except on one occasion. But she didn't want to go because it was the first time she was going there because I was doing pulpit supply at that point. And so we hadn't been with the people long enough for her to develop a relationship. And, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, even now, it's 
I don't know. It, it's it's weird being a, a male or you know self-identified male, or whatever, like pastor spouse, and having to kind of like like when you walk in, people take the baby and they're like, uh, you know, oh yeah, we got her. But then, well, I mean, I hand off the baby. Right. For me now, it's like, oh, here's the baby. Yeah, like, as soon as you walk in. <laughs> right. Which is great, and I love it, and I love that people know that I do that. But yeah, I mean, for the past seven years, I really haven't had like the chance to go to church like we get to the movies. Like you, you don't get a babysitter for church. But sometimes Although, I'm like, the last it be awesome two, to get a babysitter yeah, for church? Yeah, at the last two Wednesdays, we have gotten a babysitter to go to Bible study. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, for me, Bible study is church. But, yeah, I mean, just the idea of, of going to worship and not having to worry, like, okay, is my kid going to check on the sucker? Or why is he not sitting up correctly? Or, you know, you know those things. And and I love having kids in worship. And I think it's a needed part of the worship experience. And But these little ones, I, I they're the not as trained as our old ones. Right. And I, I mean, we've gotten them yeah. to a great place <laughs> of took, things, that you can do, things that you can't do. And these other ones, they're just new. Well, and I walk in and I give the 12-year-old her, you know, tablet or something. And I give... The, uh, the nine-year-old, uh, one of my notebooks and a pen. Exactly. And I just kind of know, and they're like, oh, thanks. And it's not that they're not paying attention, but church is difficult for, you know. It's long. Yeah, one-year-old through 12-year-olds now. It's 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 unlike any experience that they have in well, life. Well, and the 12 The school is interactive. That's and, right. You know, going anywhere is interactive. Going to the, the restaurant. I mean, how many kids you see using iPads at restaurants? Oh, in the, the grocery store, too. Yeah, like, in the, the cart. Store. <laughs> Right. But, you know, and even for adults, like we don't go anywhere anymore where you sit for an hour and you participate, but you're not, you're not like, you're not the one talking or giving your opinion or tweeting or or opining. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we, we, we talk about how social media has, you know, destroyed American democracy and all those things. And we're sitting through the middle of that today as, as the Senate is, is voting on, you know, impeachment yeah. with Trump. But I think a lot of it too, and I'm not saying everyone should go to church or synagogue, but like the or mosque. But the idea of going somewhere once a week, sitting down, putting on some some clothes, maybe good clothes, uh, and just brushing hearing, your hair a little bit. Yeah, brush your hair. You know, like like clean up a little bit, wash your face. Hearing someone tell you that you're not the center of the universe, yeah, and that you should love one another, it's a powerful thing, and that's kind of not there anymore in American culture. It's not part of our society. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because so many churches are doing the live streaming or – and we do a Facebook Live, but they also have, like, um, people who are Instagramming and, and doing all this stuff. So even the worship service has become a content creator that they can kind it, of – It's a marketing vehicle. Right. So they can use the worship – Oh, let me get uh, a little take of this song so that we can put this on the Instagram feed to get people to come in next week and those kinds of things. But I think you're right that there's something to it. And, you know, we had our kids in worship very early. Yeah. In fact, at the church where we're serving now, where I'm serving and you're serving too in a different way, they have a picture of us the first time that we visited with three kids in tow. Mm -hmm. And you and I sat, I can remember... On either side of the end of not the pew, but their chairs, right? But they're in a, a in a row, so that the fifteen month old could just go back and forth and back and forth between us, but that he wouldn't escape from our little row. Yeah, yeah, and those kinds of things that we. I mean, I can remember in growing up where, oh, I was probably six or seven. I was ever whatever the time was past that you got to go back after the children's church right. and we would have to sit through the service and i grew up with a preacher who preached 42 minutes at the least and my brother and i would lay on my mom's lap and i would count the lights 
in the sanctuary. Yeah. And if my hand... I, I do that now still. If my hand would reach up to like keep track, I would feel my mom's hand putting my hand down. Or if I had... If I was whispering too loud or something, I would feel like a little pat on my uh, cheek. Yeah, I, I just like yell at my kid in the middle of the service. I'm like, be quiet. Well, it's funny because I can remember, actually, and I wonder if my younger brother remembers this, that we would get to the point sometimes where we would be pushing our heads to get more of my mom's lap back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me. Our children do that now. Yes. Because, yeah, a lot of, of the times I'm holding the one-year-old and the four-year-old is, like, trying to lay in my lap. And it's like, I just want to I just want to see what – I just want to read the, the text, you know. But, yeah, it, it's fine. But, yeah, it's, it's – I don't know. People don't really think about the logistics of that. And, uh, you know, I'm all about work Twitter and, and I'm not complaining as a white male with, you know, privilege and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting time, like, for us. But also, I think – for the church as a as a growing vehicle. Well, and, I think it's funny too because we're the demographic that most churches want. They want young families, but they don't really help with the young families. There's there's not really like nursing rooms. There's no like changing tables. There, I mean, our church is great for that. But I'm saying in general, yeah. Even like to denominational conferences we've been to, it's like, oh, a nursing room. We can't do that. And then we call the hotel, and they're like, oh yeah, hell yeah, we'll set up a nursing room. Yeah, you know, thanks. And, and you don't well, and you don't really get the idea that you're welcomed you kind of get the idea that you have to force yourself or you're, you're being accommodated right instead of like somebody has thoughtfully prepared for us to be here today yeah and that makes a big difference like that there is not only physical space like including a rocking chair and you know these kinds of things but also that there's kind of emotional space for you to fit in and you don't have to fill it. And I've heard so many people, too, that are like, when I've been the one who has a, the one who has a, the one who has a small child and during a worship service and they say, oh, we love to hear the children talking. Yeah. And, what is it? Children are. That's what I was going to say about Twitter. Like children are the, the sound of a loving God or something like that. Great. However, the, the, the chorus of a, of a healthy church. I'm like, yeah, okay, your baby's not crying in the back. Or it's not, you know, you don't have a poop diaper, then you're trying to get to the bathroom and everyone yes. wants to stop you and yes. talk to you. <laughs> well, and, you know, there's one thing about a baby making noise like that during a song where other baby people... Baby making noises? What? A baby who is making noises. Oh, I thought, you said, I thought you said baby making noises. That's a whole different podcast. Is that one of those... Okay, I was just talking about this on the <laughs> other podcast that I'm on, that, that sometimes I say things that are sexual innuendos, and I don't know. Is that one of those? Did I do it again? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> That's what she said. What? <laughs> I'm so lost. I grew up really conservative. You baby making noises. How do you a make baby babies? Who is make, a baby making noises. A baby making noises is different than baby making noises. Oh! Oh, oh, baby making, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oops. She's not Not what I meant. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. You were saying that baby making noises are... Welcome in church. Oh, no. See, we're going to get a reputation, the two of us, on this show it's now. It's the Old Testament. You know, David talks about it. He was naked and, and he had he was clinging gongs and as he walked into the temple with the, with the Ark of the Covenant. I do not know this reference. What are you talking about? Yeah, when David sang and he was singing his, his psalms and... Like he led the procession into the temple when it was built. Okay. And Samuel, you don't. 
I know this, but what is the reference to baby making noises? Because he was like, you know, naked and hopping around, like covered in olive oil, probably, you know, yelping and... and, uh, Worshipping. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should go back to that. Would that be better? (laughs) Well, it it would lead to a lot more transparency, I think. Also, it would not be awkward if our son accidentally mooned the live stream because his pants are too That's true, because he doesn't have a butt. Um, Yeah, anyway, I I think that, that that's a big part of our life right now i don't know why we got off on that tangent but what were we going to talk about i can't remember what are you preaching about this this sunday micah micah what micah one six one through eight six eight right like what the famous passage what what do i require the immortal but to walk humbly with your god and do justice and love mercy love mercy yeah walk humbly walk humbly with your god yeah oh you you've got clip art i have clip art have you read the rest of micah Mm, today no (laughs) (laughs) this is what always bugs me about this so last week you preached on was it the unity passage in in corinthians correct right and i was like uh oh look see you remembered i'm impressed with you i remember you where you preach but to me like i don't know i I get it let let us be one in christ whatever but it you know writes itself and i've heard so many same purpose, same mind. Pittsburgh sermons about right, right, and it's like, well, is mine included in that? Because last week we were talking, I said you might not like it, so no, it's fine. You know, I see it was color. fine. <laughs> you know, but that that section in Corinthians has a a very different meaning if you read all of Corinthians, or you know, if you if you're hearing it as the intended audience did. I know I'm historical critical, but the same thing with Micah. Like six eight comes at the end of this pretty like rough book <laughs> like micah is not a instagrammy book it's not something where you would draw like inspirational quotes from for the most part it's a he's a prophet of doom and gloom and then we get but this people have one taken little beautiful this passage, one little verse and then they get you know a tramp stamp tattoo of you know welcome be with your god and love justice this and, this clip art would be a good one actually yeah we tramp I, stamp. I could see that on the back on your lower back yeah it'd be cute um but but now I'm thinking of that. Now the idea of, of <laughs> reading the whole passage, I mean, even like reading Micah 4 through 6, I think that's one of the pericope, or one of the sections. Mm. Um, it it kind of that, transforms that passage when you look at the whole thing rather than narrowing down to that one passage. And we do this with the Old Testament so much, and I hate it, because, you know, we do it with the New Testament, of course, but especially with the Old Testament, it's, it's for me, you miss... 100% of, uh, of the shots you don't take. I think that's Wayne Gretzky. I think that's Michael Scott. I think that's not Micah. <laughs> it's Micah Scott. So the idea of like, you know. Micah Scott. You, you got so it. I'm slow. You are slow today. I, I know. We I, need it, I need another coffee. When I, I'm not ever prepared for the <laughs> quickness. Thomas, tell me your secrets. How did you keep up? But I'm just saying, like, read all of my kids. It's short. It's only six chapters. Yeah. It, it takes about 20 minutes to read. And it's not as long as you think. <laughs> That's what she said. Again? Did I do it again? <laughs> anyway. Um, we're going to have to put explicit tag on this one. So so the idea of, of taking the whole passage and, and reading it through, I'm not saying you have to read all of Corinthians to get, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but, or, or 2 Corinthians, as our president says, mm-hmm. is his favorite book. But the idea of... of Reading things out of context is such a, you know, ancient but also frustrating exercise. And I think preachers just perpetuate it. Okay, so this is interesting, too, because going – okay, this is the – going back to – The lectionary perpetuates it. Yes. 
to be sure. So this is going back to where we are in our country right now with the Im- impeachment trial going on. And I told you, I think the other night, or maybe I just said this in my head. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Sometimes those Thanks. things are up. Then no, they're they're at at night, and we all know that night is not my best. Like. Or, Although or this is proving one o'clock to in the afternoon either. Not <laughs> when, when is your good time? Best, when is it? Like you know, about eleven o'clock on Sunday. Five thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, no, we're not doing that. So, I think I I noted that in order to have a question, the question has to be presented to the desk, that and the pre, and the question has to be approved by the Supreme Court justice before it is read aloud. Right? There's a formality that's to this whole impeachment trial that so many people are commenting on because in our modern context, I mean, even in, what was it, 1999, the last one we had? Yeah. There's so much technology that exists and so many things that are different that to go back to that is something that's very stark. And also, I heard so many senators who were talking about the um, the weight, like they were reminded of the weight of their office and what they were doing. And I think this goes back to your point about church, you know, there is some sense that these practices and these liturgies and these litanies that we do actually unite us with a long-standing tradition of the people of God gathering together to worship and take us out of our current context in a good way, I think. Yeah. And it reminds us of the severity. Severity? Severity. Sincerity? Severity. Like severe? No, sincerity of what? More sincerity, yeah. The practices are. And when we incorporate, and, and, you know, this is something that you and I talk about all the time, but when we incorporate too much of the modern culture with the light show and the uh, praise and worship people being like a band. So you don't, like, and, you don't like my hue lights idea for the church? Not too much, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get hue lights in the church so we can, you know. Change the ambiance. <laughs> and so what? Like on uh, no, Monday, it's Thursday, it's going to be red yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Or you know, on Easter you can you can have it like bright white and then like or start it you know start at the darkness and then get a bright white. I think that is like pretty revolutionary that we have dimmers and you're all thinking about green for last week. You had times. the the, the uh, CFC lights on like full bright. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, get yep. this off. People loved it when I turned this off when I preached a couple of weeks ago. They're like, yeah, we like the ambiance of that. Mm-hmm. And I just had the. the That's four. what they told you. Anyway. Um, he comes in and preaches once and then changes the lighting. He changes where he stands. He changes the litany of the Lord's table. You asked me to preach. <laughs> I asked you to preach, not to change everything upside down. But no, yeah, I mean, I think there's, you've got to connect it to ancient practices. But I do love with the Senate stuff. You know, it kind of, it's a humbling thing. You can't talk. You can only have water or milk, even though people are sneaking in stuff. Senators are, evidently. Um, or going out to do press conferences and having coffee. In the middle of the, yeah. Right. Thanks, Rand Paul. Uh, But the idea that, you know, you're you're reminded of your station. And in order to ask a question, you can't just tweet or blurt out something. You actually have to, like, write it, send it to the clerk. The clerk takes it, reads it, processes it, then hands it to the the, uh, chief justice. Or or rejects it, and it gets sent away from the desk. Right. And you, as a senator, can't even approach the desk. Only the little messenger going back and forth. Right. Which reminds you of the ideas, you know, kind of my, I don't know if you have ideas in your heads of how, like, the epistles got transmitted to different communities. No, I never thought about that. (laughs) It's like, I'm rolling my eyes just so the listeners can know. But I think of the little pages with the... Yeah, the little messengers who who would have 
taking, taking them to the know, desk. Here's a letter of Paul that he's sending to Galatia. So it's like all, you know, seven of these churches. I'm not saying there were seven. Don't tweet me. But, you know, like, we got to pass these around. Um, but, yeah, but at the same time, I'm Baptist. So I think everyone should have equal access to the divine. So I think some of that is is misappropriated, kind of unnecessary hierarchy mm-hmm. that's, that's meant to put on a show. And I think you can still be very democratic and Baptisty, but congregational, if you will, congregational, if you will, but uh, allow for things like you know a, a Lord's table that's a little more uppity than just hey, we got some goldfish and you know welches, y'all come down, you know. It's not goldfish; it's goldfish and grapes. No, on I, the youth retreat, it used to be goldfish and like grape juice. Oh, we did. I've done it before with just grapes, too. There's Goldfish no and grapes? Yeah, because they didn't want it spilled everywhere. <sighs> you know, because... <laughs> what does it matter? It's just grape juice. It's not like it's really the Lord's body. Anyway, um, you know, I read a post about that, like, in 2008 or 2009, called High Church Baptist, and it's still... Like, you need to link it post. to this one. Link it to this one. It's not, so I, I did, like, a wrap-up of the last decade, and that post The still, last decade of, yeah. Well, because I've been blogging on my blog since, like, 2006. So it was, like, here are the top ten posts that I've done from the last decade, like, traffic-wise. And uh, that High Church Baptist post still today, like, it gets, like, 50 views a day. That's crazy. I know, and I'm like, ugh. So it ranks really high for that. Yeah, I had one called uh, How to Use Twitter in 2006, and it was the first YouTube video about you Twitter. Repost that, please, and see if it's it. gone. So, I, what in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, I deleted my Gmail account because what? Gmail, Google did some kind of thing. You did a. Ugh. I got so upset with them, and I was like, you know, screw you, Google. I'm going to delete my account. So I deleted it, and I didn't think about it. But I was making like five hundred, six hundred bucks a month on ads on that video because it was had like two point something million views at the time and you when you google how to use twitter it? it was the first oh first my result gosh. and it was just me like in a baseball hat like looking at this camera behind me like okay here's the twitter website from 2006 <laughs> so oh my it's, gosh it's gone to the ether but uh yeah that was my my first viral claim to fame and and, and that's, now it's gone. that's that's true listeners you can uh look up sam harrelson and see he's got other viral <laughs> presence yeah, right. out there um well speaking of we haven't even talked about the coronavirus i was going to talk about our kid like you're, we have to leave in a minute because you you've got to go i know we gotta go back take to, our the kid to the doctor for a virus <laughs> because we haven't been there this Viral. week we took we took the dog to the vet but we haven't been to the doctor this week so we definitely need to do that apparently it's a weekly practice for us yeah like going to church <laughs> physician heal thyself um yeah so, Micah 6 8. So, so because we have to go, we get to do a show that's my length. Dude. That's what she said? Really? <laughs> oh. right. I am not doing these intentionally. <laughs> that could never mind. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to cut it short there because we, we got to run and take the little little one to the doctor. Google Sam Harrelson. Stop. Please don't Google so my name. It is, uh, it, it is cold and rainy. There's snow like 50 miles north of us. We're in Columbia, South Carolina, so we don't get snow, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I hope I hope the weather's better where you are. We might have tornadoes next week, evidently. It's gonna oh, get good. really rough. Yeah. But y'all should know that we're literally sitting next to each other at the table, our dining room table, which is also kind of our office table. But this is where the majority of our conversations about religion happen and life and 
coronavirus and everything else. The conversation being like me talking about something and you saying like, oh, okay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Here, let me check my Instagram. uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. I have meaningful input, too, and ideas. That's what I'm always trying to pull out of you. (laughs) That's what she said. Oh, God, don't. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. On that note. Thanks for joining us at our table.